I want you to open your Bible, if you would, please. And I want to make sure that I, you know, one thing about preaching, sometimes you go too long. I, I, I have this thing when I was a young preacher. They used to give you a time limit, and they told you you had three minutes. And you had to say everything you had to say in three minutes. Uh, they would ring a bell. And maybe that's what kind of made me mark me because I am committed to being timely. I feel if you know what you want to say, it don't take you all day to say it. And I've been thinking about this message for a while. There's two parts to this message. I'm going to do one this month and one next month. The, the, the series that we're in right now is, is, I hope you're watching it online, it's a new series. It's called uh, what, what, what Works and What Doesn't Work. And what doesn't work is division. What does work is unity. If you missed the sermon this morning at 9 o'clock on our streaming services or whenever, you can go online and, and you can watch the, the sermons for November 2021. And you can see the sermon series is going to be powerful. Because what I'm going to talk about is unity and how that we can't make it if we're divided. There's no way in the world that you can succeed. Jesus prophesied he said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if in your house you are divided right now, you sit next to each other, but you don't like each other, you need to get it together because if you don't get it together, you lose. Jesus prophesied your failure. A house divided cannot, will not stand. He said a government can't stand. He said that we will fail as a people if we're divided. And so that's the series I don't want you to miss. That's the digital series. You can't miss that. It's on demand. If you missed it this morning, go back and watch it. But the sermons that I do live will be different. And this sermon is totally different. This is one that just came to me, and I thought, man, I got to talk about that. And I want you to repeat this with me, please. It's very simple. It has three simple words in it. Say, I did this. I did this. I was cleaning out my garage the other day, and um, I, uh, I had this habit, you know, years ago of trying to keep good records. So in my effort to keep good records, I kept a bunch of stuff. I kept bank statements. I kept investment statements. I just kept a bunch of stuff. And I, I had this tradition of loving books, and I have a love affair with books, and I just couldn't throw a book away. So I had hundreds, and I do. I have probably still a thousand physical books and probably two, three thousand digital books for real. I'm not making that up. It's a couple of thousand. And so I just couldn't give away a book. So I had, instead of throwing them out, I would buy these bins. I'd go down to Target or someplace and buy bins and I kept them in bins. And um, I have this huge storage area in my house and I have this, um, some big storage areas, not a pretty good size garage. So I, I, I had it all stacked neatly. It was neat, but it was big. It was a lot. And so this last time, this is our, you know, you have sort of like um, uh, we, one clean out, then you come back and do another clean out. So this is like the third one of those clean outs. And um, this time I said, I'm going to get rid of everything I have that my kids are going to throw away. Because let me just explain what's going to happen. Something happened to me. Ricky Jr., R.J., is going to back a truck up. And R.J. is going to say, <laughs> throw it all away. Yes, he is. He's like, Ricky Jr. is not going to keep all that stuff. I'm going to tell you right now. Christina will go through it for a few minutes, and then she's going to get rid of it too. So I know my kids, both of them, uh, will uh, be throwing out all that stuff. So I decided to throw it away myself. Some of you might need to think about this because your kids are going to do it. Because I do funerals every week. I'm dealing with funerals all the time, and I'm telling you that's what happens. And so... Um, 
I gave away about 300 books probably this, this last week. And uh, it was emotional. It was emotional for me. I have another couple hundred I'm going to give away. Don't ask for me. Everybody can know I'm not having a book sale and all that. I'm going to give them away. And, I, and I, I'm telling you, I looked at that stuff and I said, I did this. That's what I said. Nobody else saved all these papers but me. It was me. I did this. Calendars. Calendars from 10 years ago, five years ago. And you remember those big yellow sheets? You get those things to do, uh, tab tablets. I, used, I love those. Yellow. I want the yellow one. And said to do. And I'd write all my to-do list and I'd date it. And I look back at some of that stuff and I said, man, I can't believe I wasted my time doing that. And I can't believe I wasted my time meeting with those people. I remember, you know, when you go back and you look back in time, you see how much time you wasted, right? And I threw out more stuff. As a matter of fact, I threw out so much paper, I had to call Shredded. You know what Shredded is? Shredded is the company that shreds your stuff, right? They come and get, <laughs> let me tell you, I, mean, I, I paid a good bit of money too to get all this stuff, but I had to admit, all of this was what I did. I did it. Nobody didn't do it. Diane didn't do it because Diane throws away everything. Diane throws away everything, everything, one more time, everything. Some of you say, are you a hoarder? No, I am not a hoarder. <laughs> what I do is I keep good records, but I was keeping unnecessary records. And here again, I did this. Nobody else. The Bible says something powerful in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, if you're not much into farming, you don't know what I'm talking about, but farming is you, you sow a seed and then it grows into a harvest, right? That tree was sown. Somebody planted that thing here and then it grew. You reap what you sow. If you plant watermelon, you get watermelon. You don't get, you don't get, you don't, you don't get uh, cantaloupe. And I have to say, when I looked at my life, I thought, man, I did this. Now, there's a negative and there's a positive to this. Because to be honest with you, there are some things I've done that were great. Some things I've done that were wonderful. And, I could, and I, I'm telling you, it's really important to, to be able to say on the, on, the, on the negative side, I did this. And on the positive side, I did this. Some of you right now, you have a great job and you did that. Some of you say, oh, no, Pastor, I didn't do it. The Lord did it. Oh, no, no, the Lord didn't apply for the job. The Lord is not afraid. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. People think God gets nervous when you get any credit. That's not true. I'll show you that in just a minute. I think it's important for you to understand there's a balance in Scripture that's really clear. A person is okay to take credit for what they did right and wrong. Just don't be arrogant. The key thing is not to become arrogant and to become uplifted. I think it's important to understand that when you are a person who has made certain decision, you get certain results. I want to read a statement to you. What did you do that created your current life results? Can you just for a moment forget what has been done to you and focus on what you did to yourself and those around you? This sermon is about what you did what you did. I did the garage. That was me. I'm not going to talk about what anybody else did in this whole sermon. I want you for a minute. Don't talk about your daddy, your mama, your cousin, nobody else. I want you to just think about what you did, what you are now doing. Nobody else. 
Next month, we'll talk about what others do. But this month, I'm going to talk about what you do. That garage moment was great for me. And if I'm honest, there are moments in my life where things that have happened that were negative in my life, that were not good, moments of great error and judgment that I had, and it was all me. James says so. James chapter 1, verse 13 says this. And this is so important. James chapter 1, verse 13 says, when a person's tempted to do wrong, no one can, should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are drawn or dragged away by their own evil desires and entice. In other words, when you do wrong, you did it. Not God. He says, I didn't tempt you to do evil. I didn't tempt you to sleep with that person. I didn't tempt you to steal. I didn't tempt you to go to, I didn't tempt you to do anything that you did that was wrong. You did that. It's important to be able to say that. It's important to own your life. It's important for the church today, the body of Christ, to own its decisions, to own its, its, its extremisms. It's something about saying, why did people stop coming to church? Did we have anything to do with that? Maybe we kept them too long when they came. We did that. Maybe we asked them for money too much. We did that. What did we do? This sermon is all about what I did, what we did, our, our individual choices that led to a result that we don't like. We are reaping potentially what we sowed. And there's something even about this virus in this moment. Did we cause this to be as spread, it, uh, as distributed as it, had, as it has been? I can get this out in a minute. Is there, is there a role that we played? Because the virus has to be spread. Is there something that we did? Did we, did we give enough effort as, as a group, as a nation, as a people? There's something about coming to that conversation with yourself where you say, what did I do in my life that may have caused all of this strife? What did I do to my finances to cause me to be in this place? Now, this is not a place to feel bad. This is a place to back up the train for a minute and, and focus your attention on the truth. Why I did this? When I looked at my garage, I said that. Why did you do this, Temple? And there are three reasons I came up with. Number one, the way I was taught. My family culture. The people I was around. Somewhere between here and there, someone told me keeping records was important, and I did not get the, the second message. Don't keep them forever. Something I was taught I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't graduate from that. There, there's a, there's a, if you're really honest, some of the things that are in your life were taught to you. Second thing I thought about, some things I chose to do. Nobody taught me. I just made a decision on my own. Some of you were raised differently than you've lived. You were not raised to not be honest. You were not raised to not be truthful. You were not raised to not take care of yourself. You chose to not take care of yourself. That was a decision you made. Some things I did because I was taught. Some things I did because I chose to do them. And some things I did because I craved them. 
I love what he says in James. A man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. Some things I just wanted. I wanted to taste it. I wanted to try. And I think sometimes that's hard to admit. It's really hard sometimes to look in the mirror and say, you know, I, I did this. But I think for some of us, that's the first step to a better life. Because when you can say, I did it, you can throw it away. When you say, you can say, that's not his fault. That's not their fault. I'm not going to blame my daddy today. I'm not going to blame anybody else. This is something I need to throw away. I need to pause and look around me and say, I need to own the part of this that I did. Just me. We'll talk about them next week, next month. But this time, I want you to just think about yourself. Just you, just you, and nobody else. Let me turn to another part of this for a minute. Somewhere in Christian teaching, we've told people, you can't ask. Somewhere in Christian teaching, we've told people, you can't claim you can't claim victory. You can't claim strength. You can't claim that you did anything. Somewhere in Christian teaching, we've given people the idea that you can't ever take credit. So the title bothers some of you. I did this. That bothers you. I want you to think about this for a second. Here's what the Bible says. There is a, a, lot, there are a lot of verses that talk about rewards Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, here's what it says. It, it talks about you obeying God and God gives you a reward. It talks about you obeying God and God blesses you because you are obedient. When you get to heaven, stand before God in the white throne judgment, he says he opened the books and he rewarded them according to their works. Matthew 25 talks about it in verse 23. He says that, they, that he calls them again before God and they're rewarded according to their works. So the Bible says God knows what you did and plans to prosper you and bless you because of what you did. So there's some things in your life you can look around and you can say, I did this. I raised these children. God helped me. God was with me, but I obeyed God. I sowed good seed and therefore I've had a better result. Some of you right now, you're in a car that you're paying for. You put yourself in a position. You obeyed God. You worked hard. And now you have a car to drive. Some of you right now, you, have, you can look at your life and see something good. Now, I'll tell you, when I had that moment in the garage, I also had another moment. I had another moment when I thought about the right things I've done. When I thought about the moments I was obedient. And I could say, thank you, Jesus. I heard your word, Deuteronomy 28. You said, if I do this, you'll bless me in the city. You'll bless me in the field. You'll bless me when I come. You'll bless me when I go. I can look at my life and say, thank you, Jesus, that I listened to you, and I am blessed because I did. Can he say amen to me, church? See, there, there, is, a, there is a moment in your life when it's obvious that God has given you something to work with. I love what he says in Isaiah 42, verse, verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another. 
are my praise to idols. God says, I'm not going to let you steal my glory, so don't worry about it. See, a lot of us think that if we claim anything, and this is, what, this is what bothers me because I think sometimes when we communicate to people that God never wants to give you any credit, some of you have been phenomenal. You have worked hard. You, you tried hard. And you say, well, I, 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 I just give God all the glory. God don't want to give me any glory. No, no, that's not what the Bible's teaching. Just don't be arrogant. But you will reap what you sown. If you've done well, if you've worked hard, God honors that and plans to reward you in heaven for it. And matter of fact, he rewards you now. Revelation 22 says he'll reward you when you get to heaven. He says he'll reward you now. He said he'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field if you obey me. So my point is, it's okay to say, I obeyed. I listened. And God has been with me. And God will be with me. Now, you may not quite get what I'm saying, but here's the bottom line of it. It's okay to be happy about your life. It's okay to look at your watch and say, I celebrate that I'm still here because I ate right. I, I exercised. I did what God told me to do. It's okay to do that. God's not jealous of you. You're not stealing God's glory. People read that verse in Isaiah, you know, I, my glory I will not give to another, Isaiah 42 and 8. And they think that God is somehow so insecure and so worried that you're going to take credit that somehow you have to always apologize to him. I hear it a lot of times when people will say, well, you know, my kids, they really did well, but I didn't do it. God did it. No, you raised those kids. You know, God told Adam, you name the animals. God told Adam, you till the garden. God gave him credit. God told him what he should do. There are things in my life that I'm, I'm clear. If I do them, if I do them, God will bless me. And let me, as a church, this is not convenient. Being out here is not convenient. We've spent thousands of dollars to be outside, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It's not been easy. But, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I say this in love. I don't mean any harm. I'm not saying it's wrong to be inside. But it's our decision to do it the right way. It's our decision to make the right steps. It's our decision. A lot of what happens in our life, we did it. We made the wrong decisions. We were too anxious. We were too worried, too insecure, and we did it. God didn't have anything to do with it. And some of us made the right decisions. And some of us have done things the right way. And I want you to understand the difference. This is an important message to me because I believe that I can make a decision to change my life. I've seen it happen. I've seen people sit in this service, in church, and hear me talk about going back to school, getting another job, getting in shape, losing weight, taking care of themselves, and they do it. Listen to me. God didn't do it. They walked. They lifted weights. They ate right, and their lives changed. They got money now. Their lives are better because they did it. And I want to tell you something. You can make it sound like the devil did it if you want to. You can make it sound like it's somebody else's fault, your mom or your daddy, your cousin, if you want to. 
You can make all your life outcomes somebody else's fault if you want to. You can spend your entire life blaming everybody if you want to. But if you're really honest, you did a lot of that. You ran up the debt. You chased that person away. You did that. And if God has blessed you, it's okay to say, I heard God and I obeyed God and I did what was right. And now he's blessed me. That's my prayer for this church. That's my prayer for you. That you would hear this message and you go home today and you look around your house. And if it's all right, you can celebrate and say, I obeyed God and I, I made good choices and I, I'm better off today than I was. And if you're not where you need to be, you can look around like I did in my garage that day and say, I did this, but I'm throwing it away. I'm throwing away the anger. I'm throwing away the attitude. I'm throwing away the blame. I'm throwing away the grudges. I'm throwing away all this stuff I've been storing up in my garage in my life. And what am I going to do? You want to know what you should do? You ready? So something different. <laughs> Appreciate the harvest you do have. Admit when you were wrong. Every piece of paper I looked at in that garage. Some things I saved and I said, that was good. I found some important papers I needed. I found some books I should keep and I put them in one side. It was very few things. It wasn't a lot. But 95% of it I threw away because I didn't need it. Lord, help me today. Admit what I did. Help me say I did this. And if it's something good, let me celebrate it. Let me, let me, let me, let me embrace the good moments in my life. It's okay to stick my chest out and say, thank you, Jesus, I did the right thing. Thank you, Jesus, I made the right choice. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay to celebrate the good things in my life. It's okay to look in the mirror and say, I worked out. and God's given me a better result. My body is responding to my exercise and my effort. It's good to look at my bank account and say, thank you, Jesus, for my paycheck. It's a good paycheck. I can meet my needs. I can save some money. Thank you for good friends that I've nurtured and kept up with those friendships. Thank you for the people in my life. Thank you for a marriage that I've nurtured and children I've nurtured and friendships. Thank you, Jesus. I feel good about me today. And that's because of the things that you taught me to do. You never meant to do them for me. You taught me to think this way. You taught me. I thank you that I chose to cut the TV off and read more than I watch television. Not just watch a bunch of millionaires run around while I'm broke. I chose to come up with my own to-do list to improve my life. Nothing wrong with TV. Nothing wrong with watching millionaires run around. But I don't want to spend so much time watching them that my life is a mess. Father, help me today. Face what I did, what I sowed, and help me celebrate the good and help me change the bad. I did this. Now, there are some things that people did to me. 
and I had nothing to do with it. So, Lord, next month we're going to talk about what do you do? One thing we must do is not let it hold us back. Whatever was done to us, you've helped us get through it. So we rise today with faith and confidence in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're watching me today and you heard this message and you say to yourself, you know, preacher, you're right. I always talk about what someone did to me. I need to start talking about what I did to myself. And maybe, maybe, maybe I can start turning my life into a new direction. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, maybe that's what you never did. Never gave your life to God. You're a good person. You're a nice person. But you never gave your life to God. Let me pray for you. Father, let this be the moment that they surrendered their lives to Jesus. They have not surrendered. They did that. But now today they realize I need to do something different. So I ask you, let this prayer be the beginning of a new walk with Jesus, a new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've been in this church 40, 40, 40 years. I plan on going for a good while longer. I'm still, I still can run. Maybe when I stop running, I might give up. We'll see. But here's my plan. I plan to do the right things. I plan to be a man of integrity. I want to walk by here one day and see this place all built up more than it's built up now. And I think it's okay to say I was part of that. I was there. God gave me gifts and strength. I give him honor for helping me, but he helped me so right seed. I hope you one day will be able to look back at your life and celebrate good choices that you made. And I pray that my illustration will stay in your mind. Throw out the junk in your life, the attitudes, the things, the habits that don't help you. I want to ride by here and say we did the right thing. We obeyed God. Thank you for the time. Thank you for being with us today. I think it's time to go. God bless y'all. Thank you so much. <laughs>